performance cars have never been better, meaning never been more durable, never been faster, never been more fun. That's just a fact, dude. You can look through those rose-coloured glasses in the temporal rearview mirror and romanticise that 1963 fastback Mustang or... Cosworth, Escort, whatever, but the reality is they've never been better today. That's just how it is. But they have lost some important functionality, many of them at least. Things like any kind of spare tyre, which could be quite inconvenient for your daily driver, and also tow capacity. Now we talked about that last week, the tow capacity thing in particular in relation to the impending purchase for one dude of an i30N. So he's gone out and done the research, and Hyundai's gotten back to me as well. So here's the update. I'm John Canogan from autoexpert.com.au, and I get new cars cheap. <laughs> the buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously, <coughs> or you can just click the card that's up there now. 7.693 times out of 10, statistically. Dude. So last week, okay, Chris Colonis got onto me. He wants to buy an i30N. He does occasional light towing. i30N is just Goldilocks for him, and I approve of this purchase, obviously, because it's an awesome car. Unfortunately, though, you can't get one with a tow bar, even though in the EU, you can. So someone somewhere has engineered a tow bar for i30N, but it's not available here, okay? So what I said to Chris was that maybe he should go and talk to a couple of authorised signatory kind of engineers and see if it's not easier for a dude to do a one-off compliance for things like that, easier than a car maker and all the repertoire that they might have to go through to comply something such as that. And anyway, Chris did the legwork and got back to me with the results. So he's really been the investigative journalist here and I'm just anchoring it for him. So anyway, Chris goes, made some inquiries with a couple of VAWS engineers as suggested by you and... Also with Heyman Reese, as suggested by one of the viewers in the comments section, I thought I would provide an update on the outcome of those inquiries. Well, thanks, Chris. Engineering option. Both engineers advise that this option is not possible, regrettably. One engineer advised that effectively I would need to do the work Hyundai refused to do, which would include the engineering analysis and even maybe crash testing to validate that the vehicle is safe with the towing apparatus attached. I would need to provide conclusive proof to VicRoads, that would be the Victorian Registration Authority, if you're not from around here, to substantiate that it complies with the Australian design rules. Even though an OEM tow bar is available in other markets, effectively the ADR does not allow for a workaround when the gross combination mass is not specified, which includes the trailer weight, obviously, okay? Heyman Reese option now. Heyman Reese advised Chris that while they would like to offer a tow bar option for such vehicles, producing a hitch attachment is not an issue for them, but they cannot provide the necessary compliance to make it legal. Damn it. The gentleman from Heyman Reese also suggested that the ADR seems to assess tow bars differently to other jurisdictions and therefore manufacturers are forced to go through a compliance process to comply. 
For myself, effectively, a one-off workaround is not possible. Game over on this front. So that's interesting, isn't it? Because, A, I had a conversation some time ago now with a wheel in the federal government who basically told me that the regulations, like the ADRs, are essentially harmonised FMVSSs or UNECE regulations, which would be Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards in the United States or UN compliance regulations in the EU, okay? And this was done to effectively reduce the cost of compliance in Australia because we used to have these quirky sort of insignificantly different but different ADRs and it was really expensive to homologate a car for sale in Australia. And my understanding since then, based on that interview, has been that the burden of regulatory compliance in Australia has been reduced or eliminated, but in this case it seems just reduced, doesn't it? Because you can go to the German website and buy a tow bar for an i30N. So someone somewhere in Hyundaiville has done some compliance research and design and produced a tow bar that complies presumably with the UN ECE regulations for towing. And if there are bespoke regulations here in Australia, I'd suggest that's pretty fucking stupid. So I posed this question about compliance and what the reason is in Australia, and I got an answer to some of the issues that I raised. And I don't think they're bullshitting me. They never do, at least not to my knowledge. So the dude from Hyundai in PR has said to me, Please see response from our engineering technical department below. Brackets, you're bang on about the compliance amortization costs, right? So my working hypothesis was that the cost of compliance for a tow bar is known in Australia and they project the number of people who are going to tick that box on the showroom floor and when you divide the cost of compliance by the number of box tickers, you get a cost per customer for producing a tow bar for that car, right? And they've just concluded that that is too much. The engineering technical department said, this is a quote, one, due to exhaust and underbody layout, the tow bar design will be unique for I30N, they mean as opposed to the regulation standard lesser I30. And two, whilst I30N is very popular and in high demand, it is still relative to the whole i30 range and niche model hence we cannot justify the business case to develop a tow bar for what would amount to a handful of customers so that's unfortunate if you are in the market and you need a car that will tow occasionally in that case i30n is just a non-starter for you dude and there doesn't appear to be anything you can do about it and this is uh, not an example in isolation either it's not just i30n it's a whole range of other performance cars. So I'd suggest the same calculus has been done by many other car makers for Australia and this adds weight to the hypothesis that there is bespoke compliance for tow bars in Australia. So Chris gets back to me and goes, I thought I would also provide some clarification on some points that you raised in your earlier piece. Number one, my issue is not with Hyundai specifically. It seems to have become common practice with most manufacturers. My disappointment is greatest with Hyundai because i30N appeals to me most as a replacement for my aging WRX. And two, I completely agree with you regarding the outsourcing of deliveries and tipping needs. 
So what I said to Chris there was that if you're going to go to Bunnings or Landscape Supply Joint and pick up a big trailer load of whatever, just get it delivered. And likewise, when you've got crap at home, just get some dude in a ute who advertises on Gummy and get him to come over and pick up your crap and dispose of it at the tip. Problem solved. Unfortunately, Chris goes on. He says... These are not a deal breaker for me. However, jet skiing is a passion and would be. So he likes taking his cockroach of the estuary out to some local waterway and just generally being a pain in the ass to uh, other residents who might enjoy what would otherwise be a tranquil environment at the waterfront. Yeah, so whilst hiring a ute is somewhat of a solution, it would require planning and availability. I go jet skiing a dozen times a year, and I'm sure the local residents love it every time, dude. The decision to go is often spontaneous based on downtime from a busy schedule. With COVID having impacted the car rental industry, suitable cars are not always available, and I would also need to leave my new vehicle parked wherever I hire from. These are all obstacles that will make it hard to enjoy a favourite hobby. Yes, well, I'm sure the whole uh, waterfront community where you jet ski would be gutted by that, dude. Anyway, that was a direct hit. I don't do that very often. Anyway, so here's the options, okay? If you really love I-30N, and I love this weather at the moment. It's a billion percent humidity. All the friggin' spiders have moved into the fat cave, and... It pisses down every 10 minutes. Like, I didn't sign up for the tropics, I just didn't. Things were different when I was a kid, you know, and the dinosaurs roamed. Anyway, what I'd suggest is, if i30N is the Goldilocks car for Chris, then perhaps he could buy that and hang on to the ageing WRX as a tow vehicle. And I know that his 2011 WRX is... And I like that one too. They were manual only. They were real hardcore performance cars. Really enjoyed driving them back in the day. So anyway, he could hang on to that. And I know it's probably worth 10 grand, which he would otherwise put towards the acquisition of the i30N. But if you can afford it, just hang on to it, use it to tow, problem solved. If you can't do that, look for one, a beautiful vehicle. What would be a, a beautiful, suitable vehicle? I'd suggest a 2020 Toyota Camry base model Chitois. Get one of them. You'd pick one of them up on a private sale for a couple of grand right now. Make sure you get one with 10 to 12 months registration and then just get third-party fire and theft insurance. Make sure it's got a tow bar and just use it for towing for the next 12 months. Park it in the backyard. Store chooks in it or cats, whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. You're only going to drive it 12 times a year. So the cost of maintenance is zero and then when the rego expires just see how much a record will give you for it and dude go again or give it away to charity they uh, there's one charity i forget which one it is which will take your car for free anyway it gets kids off the streets sort of thing you can look it up google will know but just do that repeat and then you'll get the car of your dreams and it'll cost you two grand for about 12 months that'll cost you about 40 bucks a week to take 
estuary cockroach out and inflict it on the people who would like tranquility at the waterfront where they live and you can be happy, they can be sad and the cost is kind of minimal and car of your dreams will be in the driveway and not subject to the slings and arrows of just dumping it outside some grubby car rental operation in the seedy end of town. So, dude, that's what I'd do. But there doesn't appear to be a workaround in this case and I'm gutted that I couldn't figure out something better for you. But life is what it is and the thing about facts is... I guess you don't have to like them.